oh man, was hot dog soup a fail. <laughs> This is Emily and Billy, and this is Consume for Good, a podcast about an everyday couple's stumbling through a plant-based keto. So thank you for joining us on our second episode. We're super excited to bring this to you. I hope you got a chance to hear our first episode, which details kind of our backstory. Now that we're going forward, uh, we figured this episode should be mostly about things you might want to know to get started or things that maybe we had struggled with getting started, and then also some wins and fails. With that said, we're going to jump right in. One of the most important things that you're going to hear when you hear keto is going to be net carbs. And net carbs is one of the three main categories being net carbs, protein, and fats are the what you're tracking when it comes to a keto diet. When we track net carbs, how we do it is pretty similar to most people, I would say, is we take the carbohydrates in whatever you're eating, and then you can subtract the fiber in it. That's how we uh, come about to our our net carbs. Now, there are some variations. I know some people and some products will maybe distinguish some other ingredients that you could subtract. So any sugar alcohols, a lot of people would subtract that from the total carbs, so the carbohydrates on the back of the nutrition facts. And so that would give you a lower net carb. Um, and there's also alios. Is that how you yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we say it differently every time we read it. But alios, which again, I think acts similar to a sugar alcohol. So is sugar or a sweetener necessarily your body doesn't process it like sugar so in theory you can subtract it from those net carbs because that's where a lot of the sugar alcohol alios all of that is they're just saying that your body doesn't think that it's sugar so you don't have to track it as if it were sugar that's how we get our net carbs everyone does it differently like you said we try and keep to just carbohydrates minus the fiber because that sugar alcohols alios i think we're still learning more about it ourselves so to just subtract it we're not quite sure how our bodies do deal with it and and we just haven't put in the time to trust that you can just subtract it and and that's how we get our net carb that and generally we found that things that have alios and sugar alcohols tend to be a lot more processed now we're not perfect with how we're starting out we still use some processed things because it helps kind of segue from a a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet but as we kind of go that's another reason why we try and keep those out because of the processing that might be involved uh, for whatever the product is you'll find a lot of the alios in protein bars and same thing with sugar alcohols is you know in most protein bars we found 36 carbs and then they get down to seven somehow so it's just making sure just paying attention is really kind of those things can catch you off guard if you're not looking for them. Yeah, for sure. And I think net carbs are like sort of the broad picture. That's what everyone looks at with tallying for uh, keto. Being aware of total carbs, I think is important too. That's There's not one that we say we stay under however many total carbs. Obviously, a lot of things have carbs, but have fiber, so they're less net carbs, right? And those total carbs are still tallied with the, the tool that we use. And it is good to keep that in mind. Like Billy said, some things, some protein bars or even some um, sweet now that are aimed at less sugar, um, they will have like 40 total carbs and through either added fiber or alios, alcohol sugars, will then get down to about 10 net carbs. And that's a big difference between total carbs and net carbs. So if you're just looking at net carbs, your total carbs could creep up pretty high. I think total carbs is a secondary thing, but I know for us, once we're in that rhythm of keto, it was important to be looking at that. Because like you said, it's more processed things we're eating. It's more more total carbs that maybe slide in there without noticing if you're not aware of that. So that's kind of our 
our ethos on net carbs and how we keep track of carbs, protein, and fat is that we use an app called Carb Manager. It's a free to download. You can I think buy a subscription and there's more you can add your own things in and there's recipes and all great tools. We haven't really investigated the paid because the free version works perfectly fine for us. We started our regular keto journey about a year ago this time and we haven't really seen any need to upgrade to the other one yet. I'm sure there's great things out there and if you guys use it, let us know what we're missing out on. Yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely comment if there's a bigger benefit because if yeah. there is, it makes sense to definitely give it a try. Right. One of the things that we really like is it takes a lot of the guesswork out of, even the free version allows you to set up what your macros look like based on the percentages of fat, net carbs, and, and protein you want to eat. Uh, there are a few variations within low carb, keto, um, and there's like moderate carb, low fat. So it it, you may not be doing a plant-based keto, but it does give you some options to do uh, many different variations, I would say. Yeah. And you can adjust the settings on it. So we put it to like active lifestyle because we are active. We're, we're always out there doing stuff. Um, keto, but focusing on losing. And you can adjust it to like gaining weight if you are trying to build muscle or just maintaining. There's lots of settings that you can tweak to find your own personal preferences. Um, and then it'll help you track. And I agree. It takes a lot of the guesswork out. There's so many products, so many foods already in there and um, I would definitely be wary with some things double check if it seems off then double check it but I think it also just it's so quick you know you don't have to add in the total carbs the fiber the fat the protein for everything that you're eating you can just search by product whether that's processed product so a branded item or it could just be a vegetable or fruit like there's just so much in there to help you really quickly track on the go. I mean, it takes us what, less than a minute to track a meal and that's, you know, if there's four or five items in it. It took us a bit of time to get used to it when we first started to use it definitely, but it's great and it's nice and quick. For us personally, and I think a lot of um, weight loss groups would, would agree with it, but tracking what you eat is crucial. I think tracking what you eat if you're trying to lose weight anyway is, is important just to keep aware of those calories. You know, if that's the only thing you're tracking, it's important to keep an eye on that if you're trying to lose weight. But for us, it's so important to be in tune with those macros. You have to have that. The carb manager has a wheel that shows you where you are with your fats, your proteins, your carbs. So you can kind of see it it build of am I in proportion with all the all three different categories. And that really is helpful. We definitely, the first few weeks of using it, would kind of eat something and then track it afterwards. And, and every now and then something would creep up and we had misunderstood it and it was would throw our wheel way out of whack. And we would see that we wouldn't lose weight the next couple of days after that or it would throw us out of ketosis. And I think really being honest and tracking everything is the only way to really have that healthy relationship, right? Well, and that and that you can sometimes find those habits that you may be doing subconsciously. I know when we first started, there were a lot of things that were like, wow, we are actually, we are eating a lot of food throughout the day. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with nourishing your body if you're hungry, but it, we were definitely eating, I think, a lot more than we should have been, which was kind of a first first step to, to realizing that we needed to change how we ate and how we approached food as as a part of our, our diet and our health. It also is a great way, like you said, if you do plateau, you can go back and see what did you do different. You have the whole week versus every week that you've been doing it. So you have some back history to look and see what changed, what what felt like it worked, what didn't work, or what maybe could be made a little bit better. How do you adjust your recipes that you're using to make them fit within your uh, desired goals? Oh, for sure. And I think just having that piece to go back and look is so useful. Like 
you said, oh, okay, I didn't lose weight this week. What might it have been? You can go back and scroll through that week and see your day as a whole, see specific um, meals that you had. And with the another part of the app is it tracks your weight if you input your weight. Um, so I think that really helps you show like this, this is where I have a steeper drop of weight. This is where we are consistently losing. Let me go back and look at that. What was helping us? I agree. I think when we first started, we were maybe eating empty carbs more than we realized. And I think, like you said, it's always important to nourish your body. If you're hungry, eat definitely. That's not what we're saying, but making sure it is the right thing. Is it something that's going to actually nourish your body or is it just empty carbs to snack on, right? So that really helps you put everything in perspective. And when you're adding each item, it builds a bit of, okay, before I eat this, is it worth the carbs, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So as we transition, you know, we're getting started again, but this is not our first time around. I, I think there's a few things that definitely both times having in the cupboard to help support what how you're eating and the keto diet in general, I think are really good things to have. One of them being a really high quality, low carb protein powder. There's a lot on the market. We get ours from, from Target. Right. It's, uh, it's just a, a vegan protein powder. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one carb. It's got 20, 20 grams of protein, which is really good. Uh, you will find that if you are doing a plant-based keto diet, protein and fats are definitely harder to get than it would oh, be sure. of having some kind of animal products uh, on the on the other side of keto. And that segues into grab a high-quality MCT oil. Um, MCT stands for medium chain triglyceride. It's a fat that's derived from coconuts, and it's uh, a way of adding fats into your foods that may be very low fat. And like, once again, plant-based, we were finding that low fat was kind of coincidence with eating that way. For sure. I think we really struggled the first few weeks to find enough protein in the, the vegan side without it being super carby, right? There's definitely meat substitutes on the market. There's lots, but a lot of those are high carb. And so having that protein powder really helped us get through that first week or so of just of just having enough energy. Yeah, definitely. So as we started our first week of plant-based keto, we definitely felt like we came in a bit more prepared than maybe our first week of regular keto. We knew what we were in for and we were ready to, to be really wary of what we we're eating. I think that helped us have that right mindset of it may take us a couple days as well to, for our bodies to adjust. We knew that was part of it. And a lot of people get keto flu when they start keto. We didn't really struggle with that with regular keto at all. We didn't. And even I would say we didn't when we started started our plant-based keto, it wasn't something, we didn't get cold symptoms, we didn't um, feel under the weather. I think we just were really meticulous in our planning from the start and we drank a lot of water and, and made sure that we were sort of staving off any of those. The transition is different for everybody and as your body is basically transitioning from one fuel to another, you know, it's just like a, it's like a car engine. There's, you know, there can be junk in the gas tank and, you know, once it burns off, you're good. So I think that's where some of the, the, the keto flu comes from. And a lot of people have pointed at just very low electrolytes. So if you do feel like you're having those symptoms, most people would say some kind of added electrolyte would be a good way to stave that off. From what I, I think our first week, it's a little, it's a little tough, but once you get past that first week, I think you kind of get in that rhythm of, you know, okay, we ate this, we tracked it. And I think it's just adjusting the sort of meals for us. 
us. I don't think we changed our plan of what we would normally eat. Obviously, take out a few of the more copier things, but just I think those simple swaps are the best way about it. Like we definitely started with zucchini noodles as that to replace that copier side of pasta. Not that we eat much pasta anymore, but you know, it just helps feel that like more filling meal. And so just having those simple swaps really makes a difference. And and we definitely started with the idea that we're happy to have a few more processed items that are vegan, that are low carb, just to help us with that transition. We are still relatively new to plant-based diet. So having a few products that we knew were totally plant-based um, really helped us with that transition because we're still getting used to it all. Yeah. And switching your what was once relatively easy to now really having to put some thought into it definitely comes with a, a few challenges. Uh, and you definitely, I, I would say once we planned it and really kind of sat down and thought about it, it, it wasn't too hard to adjust to make things fit. It was just making sure that we weren't adding in carby things, plant-based meat substitutes, it's hit or miss whether they're going to be really carby or not. So I think it's just checking the back or checking uh, through the app that we use. You can put in name brand products and for the most part, they'll be good. If you can visualize the label, I would recommend that as a secondary, but for the most part, that's the best way that we've found to to check things before we even consider buying them. And we followed the first week a pretty simple uh, formula, right? We had a low-carb veggie, a low-carb meat substitute, and then some sort of sauce. We weren't creating Michelin-style recipes, yeah, let's be honest. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an easy way to segue into the uh, ups and downs of our eating this there we week. Go. Yeah, I think uh, I will just kick it off and say that hot dog soup, although it fit all the right, all the right check boxes, may not have been the best of our meals this first week. I don't know if that... We, we were just trying to use up what we had in the cupboard. I think we hadn't bought enough for that first week, but definitely... A- it was, <laughs> I don't know that it was less exciting than it sounds because hot dog soup sounds like a five-year-old's dream, but maybe not for us. But do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. So basically I found uh, these plant-based hot dogs that were a carb each. So they're low carb, moderately high protein. And I basically made a soup with them, uh, a little bit of cauliflower rice, uh, some vegetable stock and uh, some MCT oil. And it, it hit the macros spot on the only downside was it was very lackluster um it seems goofy when we talk about it but i think at the as we started we were really just trying to make sure that our food was back within that realm of keto and meeting those those important macros because i think once you throw off those macros it's it's very easy to kind of spiral and it's hard to kind of figure out where to get back on. For sure. And I think we started off with the inspiration and I hope no one's insulted by us comparing the two, but like Italian wedding soup with it being meatballs and a very light broth, but with some veggies in it, right? That was our inspiration. And then we realized we maybe didn't have the right veggies at home. And yeah, it just sort of spiraled, but it did meet our macros and it wasn't the worst thing ever. It just was not exciting. <laughs> Sorry, but it was no, no, not. I, I know that. I think, after I said it about three times, I realized that uh, it was going to be hilarious in some fashion once we actually ate it. Yeah, I think that's as two 30 year olds sat there eating it, realizing we had even called it hot dog soup. We were like, new low for us. New, <laughs> new low. 
That's right. We did have some wins though this week, this first week of our new diet. I think a couple things is we have never really been big fans of eggplant just because it is a slightly carbier vegetable. But I think with us having really low carb breakfast lunch, we were able to have a few more carbs and finding that we really do enjoy eggplant and that it is so filling in the evening. You really don't have to have much more with it, right? Yeah, definitely. It produces a lot. It is a lot of carbs, but it definitely filled us up and, and sort of started the cycle of us having really small breakfast, really small lunch and a large dinner. And then because we had such a large dinner, we weren't really hungry in the morning. So it, it sort of triggered this shift in our diet that so far we've been enjoying of just having that really fulfilling meal in the evening so definitely that one yeah the eggplant one was good i definitely i think it was a big bowl of food it really filled you it was like you said a little bit carbier than than normal and all these little recipes will be up on our website Mm -hmm. so you can check them out you can tweak them if you want they Uh, the, anything we put on there is always going to be proportioned for, for two people. So if you, uh, if it's just yourself, you can always cut it in half and then you have a second meal, which is great. Um, and that kind of rolls into planning, which we'll get down, get into in a later episode, I think. Yeah. I think our other big win this week was finding a couple products that we had never come across before. Um, I think we had definitely, there's lots of supermarkets where we lived before and we lived within walking distance of a Whole Foods. That's where we would get most of our stuff before or um, Safeway, but I think Whole Foods was mostly, but Safeway sometimes if we needed other things. Um, but at this new place, now that we live in Georgia, I think it took us a while to get used to what supermarkets would have the sort of products. So now that we've sort of figured out like one store nearest, I think Publix, right, has mm-hmm. a lot of meat substitutes and cheese substitutes, which has been really nice to find. I think going to Sprouts, we found all of these great sources to add to our dinner. So Victoria Vegan is actually the brand that we've recently found and we love. Mm-hmm. They have an Alfredo, they have a vodka sauce, a marinara, and all of those are great ways to <laughs> add a bit of flavor to a uh, meals if we're doing like eggplant and maybe some crumbles, you know, meat substitute crumbles. Um, it just adds a bit more cohesion to the meal that we found. Or even, like I said, we, we kind of do the same meals on repeat. So zoodles kind of have that pasta vibe. So having a sauce just makes it feel more like a normal meal rather than, oh, I've substituted everything and nothing's normal anymore. It just helps right. that cohesion piece. And I think we definitely have enjoyed. They're pretty low carb, the sauces, and they're they're great tasting. I think before they may have been considered a higher carb than what we were eating when we first started keto. But now that we've adjusted a little bit to accommodate more plant-based diet, we're realizing that they are a bit carbier, but the upside is it does add a little bit more flair and taste to something that's can be a bit boring if you don't have a lot, a lot in it. So yeah, I definitely, I think that that has been a big win of finding the Victoria Vegan. Uh, they, like you said, they have a couple different sauces. So far, we're good. I would pay attention to the serving sizes on them. Some are net carbs are per quarter cup versus half cup, and that can get you in trouble if you're not paying attention. So there is, there is that. But other than that, they definitely helped kind of spice up things a yeah. little bit you know we were able to get away from hot dog soup really <laughs> quickly right for sure i think the last thing that i would call a win is not necessarily a win but maybe a bit of a silver lining of the difficult situation that we're all in right now with the shelter in place as we are recording at mid shelter in place hopefully we'll all be to a somewhat normal life soon but the silver lining to a very difficult situation is 
that we are working from home. And so we have been able to go out and walk more um, before our gym closed down when we were working at home, going to the gym. Definitely, we've been able to get more exercise. I mean, we're very active people in, in the evening would go to the gym or go for a long walk, but now we're able to go for like three a day or really up that. And with our, one of the great benefits we didn't really discuss before about the Carb Manager app is that you can add in exercise and it'll deduct or I guess add, give you back carbs as maybe, you know, yeah. same with like Weight Watchers. If you, I think they are like movement points or whatever, exercise points. The Carb Manager, you can say it, we, you know, walked for an hour at this sort of speed. If you know how far you walked, you can kind of work it out. And then it'll give you however many carbs back based on your weight and and how long. And I think that's a really great tool to bias a few more carbs. Like you said, a few things we've discovered now we normally wouldn't have because it was carbier. And I think the meat and dairy options were always less carby. Now that we have to be more considerate as, as the meat and dairy is no longer part of our diet, I think that that's been a really nice silver lining of our situation, being able to buy ourselves a few more carbs and allow ourselves a bit more carbiness. So that is, we are at the very low end of net carb limits 26 is pretty low anything under 100 is low carb so 26 is definitely on the low end um, i'm sure there's people at a lower end who are much better at this than us but we're we're just kind of 26 works for us and with some exercise we are able to buy a few more carbs that does just create a more of a buffer if you do need a a sweet treat after dinner or hot dog soup doesn't turn out the way you yeah. thought it would it needs to pivot <laughs> Yeah, with 26, I don't know if you can really go much lower without really kind of shifting into more of a fasting style diet. So I would say be careful. It's okay to start higher and ease into it. This is definitely one of those things where it's easy to get fed up with really quickly and just, okay, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm eating pizza for the next three days. It, it definitely, because it's it can be restrictive to what you're normally used to, I would say if you're prone to falling off easily, I would maybe change a little bit here, take a little bit longer to get into it, really plan it out. And that's going to help it tenfold as you get really into the thralls of, of a keto diet and a plant-based diet if you're going down that route also. For sure. And I think for us, like I said, we came into this second bout of keto knowing the struggles of keto upfront. So for us, it wasn't the plant-based and keto that we had to kind of manage. It was more, how do we do keto while I'm plant-based? So I think for us, you know, if you were planning a similar swap, it's definitely not a small feat and we don't want to diminish that at all. It's a great choice. We obviously do it ourselves. We think it's a great way to go, but be wary that if you're switching from a meat-based diet to plant-based, that is a switch within itself that takes time. Um, and then on top of that, to swap to keto, those are both big, big changes and definitely be, be forgiving with yourself. It takes time. Everybody makes mistakes. Like you said, we, we make mistakes of it fits the macros, but it doesn't taste great or, or something might taste great, but it just doesn't fit the macros. I feel like the meat substitutes, we are constantly buying something thinking, oh, well, this brand isn't too carby, but when we get it home, it is this particular one. We didn't double check or they've changed the, mm -hmm. that's what we found recently. Yeah. Quite a few products that we used in the very first keto bout, they've changed their formula now. So it's different carbs. So mm -hmm. we are still, even products we're familiar with, double checking the pack, doing the math in our head or putting it in the app. And I think that's 
that's one that it's okay. We know that we're not perfect by any means and we are we are pushing ourselves to do a very low end of the carbs. And so definitely have forgiveness with yourself and, and realize that it is a transition. I agree, starting with more carbs would make it much easier and just getting used to the planning, to the tracking, all that, and then gradually remove carbs. Yeah. And as you get more into it, you start to realize what foods fit where, which is which is a good thing. So as you get used to it, you don't need to rely on like a, a tracker as much as you understand that these foods together kind of meet these minimum requirements. And that kind of segues us into, you know, our win, uh, another big win for us, I think is, you know, my guess is it's probably mostly water weight, but we did have a pretty significant loss, loss each, uh, just jumping back into it and really thinking about what we're eating. And even though it was hot dog soup <laughs> and it did fit, it did, I think, kickstart our bodies back down that path of, okay, I, I know this, I know what's going on and kind of helped us re-engage, I guess. Mm -hmm. For sure. We both had a huge loss. Like you said, water weight mostly. I don't, (laughs) there's no way that'll be sustainable over this week, but a huge one week loss. Um, And it definitely validated that this was a diet that works for our bodies and one that sort of that rhythm of finding what's right is nice, especially in this definitely new situation that we're all in, being from home and the uncertainty of what comes next. I think having some regularity is always nice for someone like myself. I like that routine. So we we definitely do the same meals, kind of mix and match the same few things, but it works for us. And I think that's definitely a, a win part of it. Sometimes that's a fail when it is the same products on repeat, but the win for is always how successful it is. So I think on that great note, this is probably a good place to end. You know, very happy, very lively. Had a little jokes about... (laughs) about my poor hot dog soup. Oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what we're excited about is, is next week, we're definitely going to uh, jump into meal planning. It's a, I think it's a very important, important sure. thing, especially when you go down keto and then you go down that next step of plant-based keto. Meal planning is crucial because having a small ingredient list for each meal really helps maintain that definitely will include a bit of how we shop and how we approach shopping because i think that's important some of the struggles of of plant-based shopping there's definitely finding products that fit can be difficult and we'll talk about our budget as well as wins and fails from next week hopefully no more hot dog soups (laughs) and don't forget to check out our website where we post all of our recipes we also have uh a blog of random keto things that we wish we knew. So please use those as support. And then also don't forget to follow us on all the major socials. You can find us at uh, Consume for Good on all of them. Uh, And we're super excited about our next episode. We'll see you next time.